Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Millennial Sports Talk. I'm Michelle Margot, and my co-host Ben Verlander is wearing Beats by Dre, and he has two <laughs> he has two dresser drawers open to the point. Okay, where we're just gonna call out my room that you can stay in the background. This isn't fair. I'm just saying your dresser is about to fall over frontwards, and you might want to work on that. Can you see all the gloves that I have? Four brand new baseball gloves sitting on top. No, they look like teddy bears. So you have it looks like you have teddy bears <laughs> sitting on top of your dresser, which I wouldn't put past you, honestly. Yeah, hey Michelle, I saw a post by the way. I don't know if it was from you or your boyfriend, but I saw you were golfing uh, the other day and appeared to have a pretty good round going. That must have been his other girlfriend. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> um, I. Did. I'm like really proud of it, Ben. Come on, I, toot, toot your horn for a second. Come on. Like I, I okay. So relatively, it was good for me, right? Like I don't want all these golf aficionados being like, "Oh shoot, Michelle's really good at golf," no. and then hey, go watch the video and be like, "She don't sucks." Don't downplay it. Don't downplay it. Golf well, my, is a very hard sport. Oh, and it's if so you're going hard. out and even getting a bogey on a hole, like good for like that's awesome. I got my first true bogey on a par five. Um, it wasn't my first true bogey. It was my first true bogey on a par five, okay. if that makes sense. So, um, and for those who don't understand golf terms, that means I um, shot a six on a hole that the par was five. And it was, I almost cried. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I sound dramatic right now, but it was the best feel. It was like, I understand why people get hooked because it, yeah. It was just such a good feeling. And then I'm like looking around like, who saw that? That's the beauty of golf though. It's also so so hard and you can go out and have the worst round. And oddly enough, the 18th hole, you go out and make a good putt and you're like, I figured it out. I'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) Damn Tiger Woods. Thank you very much. I will be wearing red for the rest of my life. Yeah, it was very exciting. And then the next, it was a par three on the next hole. And I was like, you know, on a high and thinking I was like on top of the world and like the best golfer that ever lived. And Mm -hmm. I hit par on the next one. And I was like, what's going on? Sign me. Let's go. Callaway, (laughs) ping, whoever wants me, TaylorMade. who with the uh, LPGA reaches out to me and when does it happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just waiting for that DM. But um, speaking of golf also, I am excited because did you see the match got scheduled? The match between yeah. Tiger Tiger and Phil Mickelson and they each have partners and uh, Phil's partner is Tom Brady and Tiger Woods is with Peyton Manning. And I am super excited to watch it because I watched the last one a couple of years ago. I thought it was awesome. So that's scheduled for May and in and, and May. I'm pumped for it. Who are you going for in that? I'm actually pretty curious about that. Tiger. Of course. Just because, of I mean. Course. You're literally wearing red. Yeah. Yeah. True. I, I'm just like, 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just grew up watching Tiger, and he's going to go down as possibly the – I just appreciate greatness. You know, has he done <sighs> everything great? Phil sucks. Has he – Phil doesn't suck at all. No, no, I, I know. Him, but I, I get what you're saying. But Tiger is, is better. And Tiger is stuff. that villain that you root for. No, 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 no. He's, 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 not a, he does, he's not even seen as a villain. Like, has he done everything right off of the course? By no means. No. However, on the course – He's idolized by yeah. everyone that, that plays golf, you know? It's- I'm pretty sure Phil Mickelson's brother was the golf coach at USD, University of San Diego, when I went there. And that's like the only ties I have to rooting for Phil. But I don't know. I like to go for the underdog. Whoever has the least amount of fans is the person I'll go for. When I was out, um, I was out at Pebble Beach in February um, for the, the pro-am out there that my brother was playing in. And we were actually teeing off right in front of or behind Phil Mickelson's group one day. So we're on the driving range. Uh, it's early morning. And uh, we go over to the chipping area. And Phil's there. He's in the bunker. And we're all, like, fooling around and chipping. And, uh, you know, my brother let me take his club. I was like, hit a couple chips. And as Phil, like, climbs up out of the bunker, and I know he's right next to me. So it's already pretty cool I'm watching him. And as he's walking by, he goes, put your weight on your front foot. That's a tip. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> You're like walking around with your weight on your front foot every step you take yeah. now. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even know if he was just talking about golf. So for the rest of the day, just walking <laughs> along, I was walking with my weight on my front foot. <laughs> that is hilarious. He's oh, he was God. awesome. Like he's got the best personality. And it was, I thought that was a cool. No, that's awesome. Well, also um, NASCAR, May 17th, I believe, is it's yes. back. So I basically am- sports are in full swing. Sports are back. That's what you're saying. That's what we're saying here. Breaking news, everybody. No, Hashtag it's, fake news. It is just exciting to to see that some stuff is starting to come back. And I, you know, I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan in the world, but you can bet your ass I'll be watching it because <laughs> I've been craving sports for that long. I love it. I love it. Um, another exciting thing this week is we are moving towards NCAA allowing compensation for student athletes, which basically allows the student-athletes to benefit from their name, image, and likeness from deals with third um, parties. Ben, do you have an example just to kind of explain to people who don't really understand that? Uh, For example, let's say Joe Burrow, who just got drafted um, by the Bengals. While he was in college, he was one of the most well-known names in college football. Um, And he was bringing a lot of money to to, to LSU, but he actually wasn't able to profit off of it. So now – his name, image, and likeliness would, would have been able to, he would have been able to profit off of that. So for example, um, he could go out and, and have a, an appearance somewhere and make money off of it or uh, social media, uh, you know, st- stuff like that, where, where before they couldn't make a dollar off of their name. Um, and now they are able to. Right. So if they're in a Nike commercial and they're in college, they can't make any money from that. Whereas if Chris Paul is in a Nike commercial or I don't even know who he's by sponsorship wise, but then he's getting paid lots of money to have his image and his name in a commercial. And these college athletes can't because the NCAA basically doesn't allow them to. Um, These new rules would go into effect in 2021 if the NCAA passes legislation next January. Um, And as part of the recommendations, athletes can sell autographs and memorabilia and be paid for personal appearances. Um, That's, live personal appearances too. The recommendations uh, ban student athletes from wearing school branded apparel in their personal endorsement deals. 
They must disclose financial terms of their contracts to their athletic departments, as well as their relationship with the parties involved. And if they fail to share the details of their agreement or relationships, it could actually affect their eligibility. Um, and so there's, there's some stuff that needs to be figured out here. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think I know where you stand on this, but what do you, what do you think? You know, all in all, um, I'm very much so for it. You know, it, it's tough. Um, it was tough to see players, you know, being – they're bringing in so much money for an organization. And, you know, their, their name's getting thrown around. And, you know, people are using them in commercials. And they, they can't make a single dollar off of it. So I think the NCAA needed to make a change. And that's what uh, – I saw a quote from them basically – um, that they knew they, they needed to provide a change um, for the best possible college experience. And uh, I think that's what they're doing is kind of just um, seeing, catching up with the times and seeing how big of a factor social media is and how big these uh, appearances are and uh, allowing, you know, it just, it makes sense when you think about it. If somebody's going to be able to profit off me, why can't I make a little bit of money? Right. It, it, it stops corruption. And I think um, another pro as you will um is it's an incentive to play better for these yeah. kids who you know they they're getting a scholarship and that's kind of the ceiling for them i mean obviously they can go on to play pro but in terms of like the four years that they're in college or however many years they're in college um playing that sport they have a ceiling that they top out at they don't have any way to have a job outside of that because they're playing a sport all the time um and now they have an incentive to push that much harder and get to that next level because if they perform at a high level then they'll be recognized i guess yeah you know actually what i I found interesting is the wording that the ncaa used and it was basically that they need to embrace change and part of me wonders um you know there's a lot changing in the basketball in the college basketball world and in the professional basketball world whereas you know you always had to have athletes play at least a year in college um, at least, you know, for the past however many years, it's been a while um, since basically LeBron came through. He was the last athlete I remember. But, you know, in the last year or so, there's been a lot of talk. And now athletes are going to be able to skip the NCAA and go basically straight to the G League, um, which is a big deal. Um, and I think the NCAA might be a little worried about that because, think of, you know, you think about how big of a deal Zion was coming out well, of high the school. The talent is the talent threshold. Or yeah, is gonna... a, take a big hit. You know, yeah. Zion. Zion was a huge athlete coming out of high school. Everybody had seen his hype videos and all of his dunks and how good he was. So when he came to Duke, it was a big deal, and everybody wanted to watch Duke, and everybody wanted to see how they were going about it. And now the fact that he's just able to to skip out on that and go straight, you know, like I think the NCAA is getting a little worried. Like we have to do something, you know, like our biggest to stars give an have incentive to, for, yeah. Yeah, to people to go to college. Um, yeah. Can, before I just get into more thoughts, I just need to clarify something like just mm-hmm. clear things up. Is it NCAA or is it NCAA? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, mean, this is like serious business right now because I say NCAA. I know it's obviously technically NCAA. Is there a right? Or a wrong? There is not a right or a wrong. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I don't. Well, you sound pretty sure. No, when you're saying, when you're saying NCAA, it doesn't jump out at me like, oh, why? So it's not just NASA. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I've just always said NCAA. But I think it's 
you know, tomato, potato. Did you say tomato, potato? <laughs> uh-huh. That's the saying, right? I don't know. Okay. All right. So um, <laughs> my other thoughts on this, and I don't know how much heat I'm going to get for saying this, but I, oh always, boy. I was always taught to stand up for what I believe in. I can't wait. Um, and I believe in equality. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't, I'm not just kidding. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, actually, I actually hate equality. Um, so I personally think there are some negatives, some consequences to this. Um, no, I, I, I agree with that. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's fair that a quarterback is going to be paid so much more than like an offensive lineman or even like a relief pitcher. I think there's such a disparity already with just the amount of scholarships teams get in, in college. And now there's even more. Like now it's not just teams or sports that are that much bigger and better than the other sports. But now it's like certain players are going to be even – and they already have more recognition. And now, the, like unless you play a, a certain position, you're not going to make as much yeah. money. Like there's going to be an inequality factor. And it kind of goes back to the, the whole NFL draft virtual thing where I said there's going to be some guys who don't want to show their houses on the virtual draft because they don't have as much – it also could cause tension between teammates. Yeah. Jealousy. No, status. I, I totally, and I'm not disagreeing with that, but my rebuttal to that would be, you know, that that's essentially life. And when you get to the professional sports, the quarterbacks make more, <gasps> the quarterbacks make more than the linemen. Starting pitchers make more than relief pitchers. You know, yeah. it's just, no, yeah, that's, you're right. that's just the way it is. And, Thanks dad. Know, the, the quarterbacks are the ones that always have their face on TV. And you know what? The offensive linemen put in the dirty work, but they don't get the credit they deserve. You know, that's just kind of, you know, the quarterback is running the offense. And I, I do totally get your point. I really do. I, I just think that's just kind of the way it is. Yeah, know? I'm having flashbacks to my childhood of, like, being the youngest and my dad being like, well, that's just life. Life's not fair. And, like, my brother and sister could is. go places and I couldn't because I was younger. What are your thoughts on me singing on this podcast? Um, they're not great, so okay. yeah, okay. we'll just leave it All at right. that. So we'll skip. We'll skip. We'll okay. skip. I have a. I have. A, I don't want to say con, because I don't think cons necessarily. You know, you know. All right, fine. Here's a con of the situation. I think a problem that could be run into is players um, when they're going to sign. Let's use football players for an example. Um, I'm now, if I have a scholarship from Alabama and I have one from, let's say, Colorado or Wisconsin, a good football school, I am now for sure going to go to Alabama because I have more nationally televised games. I have more people coming to my games. I have more people watching me. I have more endorsement deal opportunities. So before you had Alabama, who was already getting the best players because they're the best team in the country, and Clemson, same situation. Now, even more so, people are going to say, well, I'm not going to go to Wisconsin anymore because I can't make near as much money. You know, A hundred percent. The disparity is even larger for the smaller schools. But you know what, Ben? You know what I have to say to that? That's just the way it is. Oh, oh. hold on. <laughs> Did we just hear some vibrato? <laughs> Like I, I got whoa. This, I got the same <laughs> sneaky talent, Ben. Wow, I didn't I didn't think 
that I just I didn't think I would start my singing career on this podcast, but hey, it's bringing <laughs> but that's just the way it is. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, I'm gonna think of you, Ben. I feel like I kind of nailed that. Let's I just, have a question for you. I have so, an answer. I, well, you don't know that yet, but I saw a quote from Senator Richard Burr of North Carolina on this instance, and what he said is that college if if college athletes are going to quote cash in then their scholarship money should be taxed and treated like income. How do you feel about that? Oh my God. Well, everyone, cause that's not fair. Again, there's like the player that doesn't get any promotional, like there's play, there are, okay, let me just say the amount of players that are going to actually be affected by this if it gets put in into action or whatever it's called. Slim. It's, yeah, it's going to be yeah. not even us. It's, the percentage is so small. Do you think that the rowers at UCLA are like, yes, thank goodness that our name, image, and likeness, we can actually no, like, get compensated not. for? Yeah, I'll, no. tell, I'll tell you, it's, it's going to be the starting quarterbacks at SEC programs. It's going to be the top running backs in the country, and it's going to be the top college basketball. in basketball. Yeah. yeah. And, that's and nobody else. Be. Yeah, nobody else. And so it would be very unfair to tax – Scholarship, which senator said this? Who Richard do I need Burr. to write a letter to? Richard Burr of North Carolina. Well, he must be cold. <laughs> I said Burr. <laughs> okay. It's cold okay. in here. We're not going to turn into a singing podcast. It just it felt right in the moment, you know? Okay. Wait, I don't want to just gloss over that dad joke of yours. I was a big fan of that. Which one? Richard must be Burr. Cold? He must be cold. Like, oh, well, I thought it meant it's just the way it is. Joke. I'm here But I that. said 10 minutes ago that you didn't laugh at <laughs> Um, yeah, I think his statement is ridiculous, to be honest, just because I'm able to now, he used cash in, I'm able to now profit off of people using me and my name to, to make their money. Yeah, you to know? make their economy so I, better. So I shouldn't get my scholarship taxed and treated like income because I'm able to profit on people using me and my name and my number to, to make a little bit of money, you know? like I, I will say I'm... I'm a little bit of an academic snob in the sense that I love to learn and I think the more education, the better. And not, the more educate, not necessarily higher, edu- like the more education, the more you educate yourself, the better. It doesn't matter you college trying, or books, whatever. You trying to spit out that sentence sounded really educated. Is there a way to like <laughs> not have you on this podcast then? <laughs> I, I will say that I think this makes even more focus outside academics. Like it prioritizes athleticism over academics yeah. because the incentive is that much higher. Like the, the incentive that I said was a pro, which was, you know, work that much harder and you can gain that much more compensation for it, whatever. Yeah. Now it's okay. Well, I'm going to spend two more hours in the weight room on top of our practice than study for my classes or whatever. Yeah. Or it says, Hey, um, you might be a student athlete, which student comes first and student athlete is what they always say. Um, yeah. but, but not in your case. Yeah, we know. I mean, I mean you're no, right. no, no, we know. No, we, we can tell. No, you're right. It does come first. However, some schools it doesn't. Yeah, I, and I agree. And that, that would be my rebuttal to what you're saying is that if I'm going to, you know, to, if I'm one of these guys that's going to cash in on this situation, I'm already in a position to, I know my future is in the sport I play. And I'm going to work hard at that. And I will go to class and I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do enough to skate by. But my goal is to play professional football or basketball or whatever it may be. And, you know, that's their goal going in 
to college. I, I don't know if it changes that much because, you know, the, the offensive – and I, I hate using offensive linemen, you know, but it's just the example we've used. Like on what do they do to you? The offensive linemen? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. But so the, I don't think they're going to say, oh, I need to work out harder to, you know, make – to cash in on my name and likeliness because they're not – they're not, you know. They're just not going to. Also, one thing that I wanted to bring up to you was Dennis Rodman went to Vegas in the middle of the season. Oh that's my God. all. No, that's, that's not all. That is not all. <laughs> we are not just – that is the cra- – imagine that happening in today's age with social media. Imagine, imagine LeBron James just being like, you know what? I need a break. I'm not going. I'm not going to yeah. play for a couple of days, and I'm going to go to Vegas and have a bender with Carmen Electra. Like, that's mind-blowing to me. How crazy is that? I think that there is more than people think um, in the NBA in terms of players kind of having some control. It's definitely a player-driven league. Um, However, I don't think that that would ever fly right now. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, I, I, no. It obviously depends on the organization, but I do not think that, no, there's no, it couldn't. They're making so much money to, 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 put a, to put a, you know, product out on the court for fans. Imagine me as a 10-year-old buying a however much ticket to see LeBron James play, and I find out later that he was actually in Vegas. Just Okay, well, what about load management? They can always use that as an excuse now. Well, we had an episode on that, so if you want to know our thoughts, go back and listen to our load management episode. What was that, Ep3? Yeah, it was early. I think it was yeah, seriously like three or four. I just remember the contraption that I had built because I was at my boyfriend's parents' house when I was recording that episode and I had like seven chairs and like eight blankets and like four books with my podcast microphone on. It was just a mess. But I felt like an engineer and I felt like I was Elon Musk. (laughs) Was that a pity laugh? Because that was very... No, just the thought of you feeling like Elon Musk, which it just... It humored me. It humored me. All right. But this week's episode is brought to you by uh, betonline.ag. And while we're waiting this out at home, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. You know, there's no sports, as you all know, but there is still stuff to bet on. You can still bet on uh, eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, the election. There's a bunch of stuff you can still bet on and there is still fun to be had so go online to betonline.ag and use promo code mypod100 to receive your welcome bonus and And if you don't want to use your welcome (laughs) bonus on bet online then you could actually bet when i will hit my next true bogey on a par five thank you that's all i would love to be able to bet on that what would the over under be on that seriously seriously what would knowing that i've golfed maybe four times in the last seven days yeah no big deal what would the over under be on when i would hit that again july what then (laughs) that is so rude (laughs) yeah yeah all right anyway here's another quick break for an ad it's 2021 There are self-driving cars, plant burgers, and tourists in space. The least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See ATT.com slash 5G for you for details. Thanks for sticking with us. We now have our beloved goat moment of the week. It is beloved. It, it is, is beloved. My mom likes it. I know that. Thanks, My Linda. My mom likes it. That. <laughs> so Linda and two, Kathy. We have two people that we know love it. <laughs> Kathy with a C? Okay. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Mrs. Verlander. I'm so sorry. Don't hate me. No, you asked. You asked. You said Kathy with a C question mark. I, I can know, hear it. But I knew I, I'm so sorry. Anyway. I have told you that before. But, uh. I know. Don't tell her that. Shh. <laughs> I have to edit that out. Our goat moment of the week this week is non-sports related. It is, for lack of a better term, essential workers, but we know that essential doesn't always fall under the exact category of who we're talking about right now because Mm -hmm. there are people who are considered essential workers that are not actually that essential, Ben. Um, But, (laughs) (laughs) cough, cough. It's, It's astounding to know that people are putting their lives on the line fearlessly to serve others right now. In a time where there's been a lot of selfishness going around, going on right now, there's been a lot of selflessness. And this GOAT moment of the week is for the people that are being selfless um, for the benefit of other people and not themselves. Yeah. You know, there, you see a lot of videos and, you know, it's just, I think it's important to honor them. Um, and, you know, they're putting their lives at risk every day and going in and, and treating people with this disease. And I'm glad uh, I, I'm glad we chose them. And it, it's not sports related, and it typically is, but I think it's important. And, and I think it's very, very honorable what they're doing and, you know, going in the face of right in the face of this and, and fighting it head on. So I am appreciative of them as well. And I'm glad we did that. Yeah, I'm glad we did too. Not that like our goat moment of the week really affects anybody, but just want us. I think if we have an opportunity to spend some time thinking them, it's important. Um, I will say that I bawled my eyes out the other day uh, getting in my car at the grocery store, <laughs> casual, um, because I was behind a woman in line. She had a mask on and, you know, the end of my cart is like at the beginning of her cart when you're in line. Mm-hmm. And I went to the front of my car to like start like rearranging things to put it on the little um, checkout thing. And she said, excuse me, can you adhere to social distancing? But I couldn't hear her because she had a mask on. So I went closer and I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> and she said, can you please keep six feet? And then my boyfriend grabbed, like, like I was a child on a leash. He grabbed the back of my shirt and flung me back. And I was like, what? I, I couldn't hear her. And he said, she said that she, she wants you six feet back. And I yeah. said, oh, I said, I'm sorry or something like that. And then she said louder, I work with COVID patients for 14 hours a day. I just broke down in the car. Like, I, I don't know why, maybe because I'm, I'm an emotional mess. Hi, my name is Michelle. And I'm an emotional mess. I, my first gut reaction was, oh my gosh, she thinks I'm a threat because I'm close to her cart. And what she was saying was, I'm a threat. Please back up. Like she was like, as if she was radioactive or something, you know, she felt like, Hey, I I am exposed 14 hours a day. Don't get too close to me. Wow. And I just thought, Oh my gosh, like that. She's such a sacrificial experience. That sounded weird. (laughs) It was very emotional and it made me realize the world does not revolve around us. You know, it really doesn't. But seriously, thank you to, to all of them and all they're doing. And, uh, Thank you, Michelle, for choosing to highlight them this week. 
Thanks for uh, listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is it for Millennial Sports Talk this week. Thank you all for listening. And uh, please be sure to go and follow along uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will be back next week. See ya. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.